0: hello everybody and welcome to the madman recap my name is paul i'm happy to be with you tonight and i'm coming to you high atop the brooklyn studios here in br- beautiful brooklyn new york i am joined as always by the best doctor in the broadcasting business his name is dr john and i welcome you well
1: hello there fast talker thank you
0: uh i try to keep things moving because if i don't the, the show gets boring folks i think you'll notice one thing though that we don't have with us yet again that's right captain kate is uh is not here to be the uh to be the other host, so um, and we've been getting a lot of requests, lots of requests. At folks, what
1: point is Kate going to be joining us?
0: Listen, folks, I'm working hard on this. Uh, I I see Kate a little more uh, than John does. I have asked her to please consider coming back on the show. She's. I'll tell you what, though, it's usually that she's not here. Um, she is uh, out playing the bocce tonight, um, which is <laughs> just as important, John. Just as important. <laughs> So, um, maybe next time, everybody, but probably not. John, uh, if people are new to the show, I hate to start out with a deep cut like that. So, let me just bring you up to speed, folks. We are the Mad Men recap. We, we will be recapping um, the Mad Men episode today. It's called The Crash. I think, John, it couldn't be a more appropriate name. Could that,
1: you could have added and burn to this, that would have been fine.
0: I don't know if anyone burned. Maybe a little bit. Somebody got stabbed in the arm. Hey, hey, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Folks, I don't even know what episode this is, but it is season six, which is pretty exciting. That means there's only one season left, and it better be good. Am I right, John? That's a lot of pressure for the whiner. Indeed it is. Folks, uh, there's one thing that we cannot do. Can't not not do. Is that right? whatever, before the show starts, and that is the three things I've learned. And you might be saying to yourself, Paul, is that not feeling a little well-worn? Have we not done that a little (laughs) too often? It's been now. John and I have recorded over a thousand shows, and for each and every one of them, I've said three things that I've learned. And John, at some point, right, at some point you've learned enough, okay? How many consecutive lies can you tell? (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, they're not lies, John. They're embellishments. It, it's, it's, it's to paint a picture, you see. It has nothing to do with truth, and it has everything to do with how uh, the listener feels. Am I right, listeners? Take that a resounding yes. Uh, anyway, tonight, uh, uh, instead of doing the three things uh, I've learned, I'm going to do the three things um, that I already knew. How's that sound, John?
1: I think you've just thrown everybody for a loop.
0: That's what I'm here to do, John. And it fits them with this toes. episode. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's true. That's true. And folks, and this is, I did shrooms before uh, we, we fired up the mic. Um, so right now, um, I'm worried my microphone is going to eat my face. But we felt like it was appropriate, meaning that um, everyone was so effed up uh, on this show. Am I right, Sean? Well, maybe not the right chemical uh, equivalent, but hey, you're trying. Hey, either way, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Something I already knew, folks. I don't want you to get confused. Number one, Sally has no idea about anything that has ever happened to Don, ever. I almost think that she believed that that black lady was her grandmother. Just for a second.
1: Well, uh, no, but...
0: Is that, would that be uh, medically impossible, John?
1: Well, even she said, you know, like, okay, well, I raised him. You know, like... (laughs) even, even That was pretty funny. I gotta say <laughs> Sally's
0: like, that's not possible. It's pretty funny. Uh number number two, John. And this is something I've known for a long time. Peggy has a great ass.
1: And you've known that.
0: I've known that. I mean, come on. I'm not blind. Obviously, Obviously three, Abe John. thinks so. Number three. Ken is a terrible tap dancer. Oh, and come on. This. Oh, come no, on. No, I knew this. Don't you remember, John? Terrible? Episode two, season three, he tap danced a little bit for us. Look it up, folks. I think that was off camera. It might have been, but go. I I urge everyone to go back and rewatch that episode to to, to get a little uh, little foreshadowing you, to this tap dancing
1: So, listeners, Paul just did that. So you'll go back to whatever he just said and watch the show and write an angry email saying you're full of crap. <laughs> Just you know so what, you know,
0: in case anybody this, was actually going to do it, this this is why. Just the so you know, this is why the listeners love you, right? I'm looking out uh, for their business. A, time, time is time. money;
1: their time is valuable. They are taking their time to listen to. Now we to, don't know. Let's be fair. Your John. tomfoolery.
0: No, 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 John. Let's be fair. You're listening to our podcast. Your time is not valuable. <laughs> like seriously, come on. It's two guys in in separate, pretty much separate garages on you know uh, different parts of the country. John is in Columbus, Ohio tonight, and I uh, am here in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. So, imagine us. John, let's jump into the episode, shall we?
1: Yeah, and it starts off pretty much with the the title of the episode. We get uh, our buddy, Kenny Cosgrove. How do you think he's gone so far in the, the course of this season? You know, it feels like the whole series, you know, he's been kind of this this good guy. You know, he was this young, ambitious uh, guy. He was, a, you know, kind of a... Just your typical professional young man, you know, getting the girls. uh, And now he's got more of a higher profile position. He's got the wife. Um, You know, he's been kind of painted as this pretty nice guy. And he seems a little on edge this season so far.
0: Well, John, I think I'd be a little on edge too. If you would notice in this first scene, he is uh, driving a car. Um, All the uh, Chevy guys seem literally drunken and crazy.
1: With guns.
0: They're going to shoot a sign next to his head. Well, not that the sign is next to his head, but the gun is next to his head. That's going to shoot. That is crazy. That could that could deafen you. Um, then you've got <laughs> then you've got them covering his eyes and grabbing the wheel. I don't know what those guys in Detroit are up to, but they're crazy, John.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, you you. I wondered when if they when they cut it, if that might be the end of Ken Cosgrove.
0: That was a real possibility. Turns out it's not, though.
1: And so we go from a, a high speed romp. To just—it feels like they're just making Don sad. I mean, he's—it's almost like people. It's not that people don't like him anymore. I think like characters, other characters are feeling sad for him. You know, and we see that later in the episode. But here, you know, he's standing outside the back door. He's, you know, he's just listening to—he's just listening to whatever is going on in the in Sylvia's apartment.
0: You know what, though, I feel like this is just. This is is classic dude-got-dumped behavior. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, No. No, No, I don't know. I think
0: this is classic dude-got-dumped behavior. So you get dumped, and then you think to yourself, oh my god, that was the best relationship of my life. Now I'm a little obsessed about it. You know what I mean? I don't think he really... He doesn't really have... Like, uh, deep, deep feelings for uh, Sylvia. <clears throat> but the thing is, is he got dumped. And she's in the building, so now he's going to kind of torture himself over it. It's creepy and stupid. Classic Don.
1: Because <laughs> then we go right into the office and we see him doing the, you know, stare into the distance, the longing, melancholy. And we're in the no, partner's th- room. And
0: I think that has more to do with, uh, they, they talk about how many campaigns they've come up with in the last... Like seven day like in the last six days, they did like seven campaigns or seven, you know, ideas. Those these guys are just burned out, man.
1: Yeah, and then we got uh, you know Kenny Cosgrove limping in, uh-huh. bruised in the face, got the uh, got the cane, uh-huh. which will come into great effect later, uh-huh. and <laughs> and you know he's like, look, you know they've um, they don't like what everything you sent already, and they gave us uh, three years worth of monthly deadlines. Oh, and we need stuff by Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, it's really gotten... And this is all for... If I'm understanding this right, this is for a car, right? This isn't for Chevy, right? Mm. This is for this one car
0: for Chevy. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you, you may be right. This is just for a specific car.
1: And um, it, But, I mean, from what I understand from talking to you in the past, what Ken's saying
0: doesn't sound incredibly off-base. It's not, John. I have, a, I, I, I have recently had a much similar experience.
1: I'm sorry to hear that, because it looks miserable.
0: Oh, it's terrible. You just get beat up, and there's not a lot you can do about it. You know, all you can do, you know, you don't, you, it, like, you, the, the account guy's sitting there saying, what's another weekend? They're paying the shit out of us. You know what I mean? And well, yeah, but that's know. not
1: the guy working the weekend.
0: No, it's not. But at, but that's why you keep you're like, oh yeah, you're right. They're paying. I mean, you know, especially with the, like, and now that they've merged, they're not a little company. But still, this is the this is the huge client they merged for. Right. So they really have no choice but to stay with them, right? Because if they lose this gigantic plug of a client, rather right, then what was the point? What was the point? And it, they may not, then they may not have the funds to support such a large agency. Right. Well,
1: I don't know about that because if all they did was combine, and it looks like they even made cuts, then they're going to have less total employees in all of the same accounts, right?
0: I don't know. It's tough to say. We don't really know that much about their overall. Anyways, I think
1: you know this just kind of sets up the fact that yes, we're going to have to work the weekend, and yes, like the company's working like mad for Mm -hmm. this one account. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of get uh, we move on from there, and and we see that. well, we see Chaw gets called out, and we'll find out why in a minute for a sad event. And Don gets called out, and
0: uh, Doctor Arnie, Arnie Rosen, is uh, looking for him. I'd like to stop. I'd like to stop to point out one thing. So in the last, I think it was the last episode, everyone's talking about. Oh my God, where's Dawn? Where's Dawn? What's gonna happen with Dawn? Yeah, she's gone all those days. Oh, she's back. No explanation.
1: No, really. I think it was just like a money-saving venture for Lionsgate. To have dawn out for two episodes and i have to pay her i'm not kidding <laughs> but they, I No, really, but they
0: made a thing about it though like they had don go to the, like they, it was written into the story because he goes and stares at her desk right you could easily just make it so that don's not there and no one talks about it john <laughs> and save the money
1: I, I don't know but that, that was really that was what i had thought because she's not he does that today too or in this episode he goes and stares at the desk at a different time
0: yeah but at least it's the weekend that's a little more understandable Moving on.
1: But anyway, so he's, um, you know, he gets called to, to Arnie's, uh, to the phone. Like, hey, you know, what's up, Dr. Rosen? He's a little nervous. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And, uh-oh, it's not Dr. Rosen. It's Mrs. Dr. Rosen. Uh-oh. And uh, she's, she's pissed off. She's upset about the cigarettes in the hallway. She, uh, you know, tells Don that uh, Arnie thinks she's smoking again, and she's worried she's going to lose it and she's like this is over you know stop it i can't believe i ever trusted you you know just leave me alone
0: can i can i uh can i point something out here please so i feel like in the other episodes whenever they called or talked to each other or saw each other or even if they didn't see each other she was always dressed really well and she looked great you know yes and now here they're broken up and she's wearing like a sweat skirt (laughs) is that a thing (laughs) Yeah, i don't know i'm just making that up but it, it's just, it's really funny like we're not really funny but it's really odd right like hasn't she always looked or always looked very put together and great in the past pretty and much in this shot no
1: i mean yeah it's either been dressed up or like in her uh lingerie
0: yeah
1: and yeah right this i guess this is what well yeah this is casual friday
0: oh that's right, right. i'm sorry i feel stupid
1: that's okay i don't i don't, bl- I don't blame <laughs> thank, you. i blame you thank you. you um yeah, but so so we get, uh, you know, she's 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 drawn the line. This is it. Knock it off, and um, and he gets obviously upset, kind of slams the stuff around, and then he starts coughing. And I, I mean, we haven't had a flashback, and man, we should we should flashback to the
0: last time we had a flashback because it's been a while. No, but it was like go. a couple episodes ago, John. All right. Remember when they moved into the to to the whole house? Yes. That was a flashback? That was. It was so a like, few episodes like ago. Two episodes ago. Three episodes ago. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, well, we, we get one here. Okay. We're back in
1: the whorehouse. Young Don's coughing his head off. Uh-huh. And uh his kind of sort of mom breaks out the uh breaks out the stethoscope of the day, a.k.a. Uh-huh. a water glass. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's like, hey, you know what's gonna fix this up? Yeah.
0: The cellar. You getting the hell out of here.
1: That's right. pretty much
0: the This is pretty much a diagnosis uh, for treatment. John, um, now, I'm only asking you this because a lot of people have been, um, I don't know how people got my personal email, but personally just emailing me, emails you can't see, and they say, Paul, will you please ask John what the hell consumption is? Yeah, I can do that. So um, I'm asking on behalf of our listeners who apparently don't know anything. So uh, consumption. Wait, Wait, now, so just
1: to be clear, you're asking because...
0: Yeah, no, 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 I know. Because you know. Because I know, but this is just some listeners that we have that apparently uh, just toothless rubes, and they, they don't get it, <laughs> and of course I do, so I'm asking for them.
1: Okay, well, just so you know, consumption still exists. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and it is, in fact, the term that was once used, and is no longer used, at least not in the States, uh, as tuberculosis.
0: TB for the layperson, John.
1: Yes. And if anybody's ever had a TB test where they put like a little tiny amount of fluid under your skin and your forearm, that's what they're uh, they're looking for, evidence that you've been exposed to it. And now tuberculosis can actually infect any part of your body, not just your lungs. So con- right. consumption was the ones that specifically were struggling with the lung part of it.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And it's a bad
1: that. actor. And um, it's actually coming back around. So... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, overseas, um, in Africa, there are some strains of TB that actually aren't uh, answering to the current medications.
0: Well, that's terrifying.
1: It is. So, uh, you so know, don't travel, everybody.
0: Wash your hands, folks. Yeah, well, hey, I, every moment I get done. Not, Not
1: that it really matters, because TB just floats in the air, but hey.
0: Okay, well, now I'm paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, whoever emailed and made me ask that. Moving on.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, so we find out that uh, unfortunately, Gleason has in fact moved on to a better place. Yeah, he has passed away from his pancreatic cancer. Again, uh, not a surprise that that's a, a bad actor and, and it happened fast as it would have.
0: As you as you suggested.
1: Yep, yeah. and um, you know that's 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 kind of it for Chaw. He's he's you know really. Upset. In fact, the little behind the scenes here with uh, Matt Weiner, he was saying that you know not only was he somebody Chaw worked with closely, but as we saw in the last episode, he was kind of Chaw's uh, uh, release valve. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's where Chaw went when he was having an issue and to talk about Don, because Cha's not right. going to talk to Peggy, and he's not going to talk to Cutler. You know, so he doesn't really have that outlet now, as a, a big
0: void in his life. That is that is tough. So he says he will not be working the weekend. Um, uh, Peggy says she'll go to the funeral, but she'll still make herself available. Um, they thank her for that. Uh, Charles looking Charles looking pretty beat here in this scene, and uh, you kind of feel bad for him. But uh, we then uh, when he goes back to his office, we find out that the doctor's in the building, John, and uh, he would like to uh, get Don all fixed up along with anybody else who's into it. Now, uh, John, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I'm a very tired person. I could fall asleep during this podcast. Uh, and, but to uh, to thwart that, I've been taking a lot of uh, vitamin B12. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It does not have this effect on me, and I wish it did. Well, you know, some people respond
1: differently to different, uh, different things. Well, sure. So that's part of it. Also, number two, if anybody remembers back in the early part of the 2000s when the baseball steroid stuff actually went to congress yes sir. uh, everybody was getting b12 shots
0: oh that's all so it's kind of
1: like it's kind of the the kind of wink term whenever you get an injection of anything
0: wait so when my friends tell me that they went to they've been really tired they went to the doctor and they gave them a shot of vitamin b12 that's a wink for drugs
1: most of the time
0: i did not realize this and i'd like to get in on this winking
1: yes now, don't get me wrong. B12 deficiency is a real thing, and it does have real effects, especially anemia, which can lead to a lot of fatigue and tiredness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so there, there is a group of people that do get these shots because they can't absorb it. They can't take it through their stomach, so you need to get it through the shot form. See. Um, however, it's also an excuse in a lot of scenarios for people to Dole take something. Out. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, anyway, uh, so we find out that, and and in, and in the uh, in, in the kind of uh, after-show Matt Weiner thing, he discussed that apparently this was a very common practice uh, this, this that agencies is. would bring in this doctor. Well, in, uh, I, I'm sorry to say I have not been in an agency where I've gotten one of these shots.
1: Um, well, I'm sure I, I would. Okay, I'm, I take that back. I doubt it would probably be you know uh, smiled upon by an agency as a whole, but there are still. Plenty of doctors that are doing this. I mean you even see advertisements as far as clinics. Uh right now kind of the big rage is the whole testosterone thing. Okay. Um, you know, they'll say, Oh, come on, get your blood checked, and if you have low testosterone, we well, can replace it for you. Well, unfortunately there's not a lot of standardized data that tells you what's truly low. So you can get your blood drawn and they'll just tell you, here's your number, it's low. No matter what it is. Weird. Um anyways.
0: Sorry, folks. We digress. So uh, we get up to um, whose office is this? I guess it was Roger's office. No, Cutler's office. And uh, Ken Cosgrove is coming out of the door, and um, they're talking about uh, certainly the passing uh, Roger and Stan. Uh, Roger tells them this happens, you're gonna have to deal with it. Uh, Cosgrove comes out and says that he got the shot. Stan says uh, mine hasn't kicked in yet uh i said the doctor said it takes a minute Uh roger's about to jump in there uh and gleason says hey uh i think it's don i, I want don to go uh so don goes in asks him this is where we get the whole vitamin b12 and yeah, then yeah. uh and then something else uh don gets uh don gets a shot in the ass as it were and uh well, he's off to the races, John. When he comes out of the door, you got Stan racing Gleason around the uh, office. Cutler, Cutler. I'm sorry, thank you. Drink Cutler around the office. Uh, I think uh, it's pretty clear Stan's going to win. Stan's a Stan's a good uh, ten to fifteen to twenty. Well, did younger. you see?
1: His leaping ability.
0: That pretty was. Lead, he
1: was gazelle like.
0: Gazelle like. I can't. I couldn't. I can't. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you used that because I don't think I would have described it like that. But yeah, I mean, you couldn't be more. You couldn't be more right. Um, Anyway, he comes from behind to win. Uh, Don Don says, "This is this is I think you know in in his own mind this is weird," uh, and he starts his way down the stairs. And halfway down the stairs, John, the shit kicks in.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, well, and he see, he sees Peggy, con- you know, comforting um, Chaw, yeah, in his time of loss, and he again jumps back in time to his formative years, and he. Gets taken in by a kindly hooker.
0: <laughs> well, John, I think that's that's commonly called a hooker with a heart of gold.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Sorry, as as I didn't really feel like that was a commonly thing. Now, see, she does the right thing. She does, you know, she skips the whole water glass thing, just puts the ear right on the chest. Oh, really? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, plus, to be honest, I don't really know what they're listening for. You're going to be hearing garbage in the lungs no matter what device you're using. Um, I don't know how their, uh, you know, wait, what wait, their wait, knowledge wait, is, is going to lead them to come to more, a different diagnosis. See,
0: this is more arrogant doctor propaganda, John. Listen, That's true. That's true. People know. You feel it.
1: You feel it. But anyway, she, she, yeah. she takes him in, she takes off his shoes. She's, look, it's a chest cold. You're going to be good. And he actually, you know, he seems to be very comfortable. You know, he gets that look like, wow. Nobody ever takes care of me. so.
0: Hey, well, shouldn't you, know. you be beating me with a wooden spoon <laughs> or, or sending me to the cellar to die? Yeah. It's like, wait, wait a second. This isn't the basement. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Though, so, Coughing on mic. Isn't it um for TB, if I'm not wrong, isn't cold air good for TB? No, thought- nothing's good for TB. I know, but they thought that cold air was, though, right? Yeah, uh, Yeah. So that's why she sent him to the cellar. Right. okay
1: but it's just it's kind of you know ridiculous because a lot of people um that have breathing issues go the other way and can actually have aggravation of their breathing issues with cold air so
0: no sure sure but anyways Uh, but the other thing is
1: that if it is tb you want to have them in a like a quarantine setting anyways
0: sure so sure isolation nation john uh we come out of that uh that whole uh flashback to um Chaw's secretary who I find wholly off putting. Moira? Moira. Folks, is anybody in our listening audience named Moira? I I would lean towards a maybe. But, a strong but, maybe. A strong maybe. We have got we have got a mature audience, John, which is, seems odd to me. Uh seems anybody who was mature would have a hard time listening to this show.
1: <laughs> oh, but uh, you know, I think we, we've got. I mean, there's got to be. I mean, we have dozens of listeners, if we're being honest, folks.
0: If your name is Moira and you're not just making a new Gmail <laughs> to support that, email into the show. Maybe we'll have you on. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, Don comes out of the flashback. Uh, he he asks Moira if uh, if they've known each other in another life, because apparently from this close-up shot, her mouth looks just like that hooker's mouth.
1: <laughs> it's all I'm about sorry. the mouth <laughs> I'm
0: sorry that was terrible uh, she says I think she's a little off off put by that and the typing sounds gets really loud because Don is tripping balls I think we actually got an email titled tripping balls which made me <laughs> which made me smile so thank you but uh, it's not. I but
1: I guess the thing is it's not this is not a shroom you know this is not a hallucinogenic right so he's not seeing pink elephants you know he's he's not seeing things that aren't there it's just a hypersensitive agent, you know, so yeah. everybody's really attuned to sounds uh to sights to lights, and you know and then we see the creative room with the mm-hmm. two guys that have taken the shot, and then Ginsburg, who hasn't done anything
0: yeah, well, because Ginsburg said he does not do drugs, he doesn't drink, he doesn't have friends, he doesn't have family, he doesn't have a girlfriend
1: right, yeah, he'll just he just works nonstop
0: working nonstop <laughs> uh yeah they're so they're in the they're in the work room. Which you're getting more and more messy all the time, John. I don't even notice this. There's just more tracing paper on the wall every single episode. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, they're writing down ideas. And to be fair, um, and did you note that the other
1: creative from Cutler Gleason Chow, who is not there, yeah. did you hear that? He uh, after he got the shot, he said his heart stopped. So uh, so Roger took him to the hospital. But they,
0: but they were both laughing on the way out. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, like I. Somehow I, I figured Roger would be into this whole thing. Now that he's opened his minds to um expanding mind expanding, altering. I
1: guess that was the one disappointment episodes. I had with this episode was that Where was he? He got the shot. Yeah, and then left. And, but we didn't get to see the reaction.
0: Yeah, thanks, man, because he would have been hilarious.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Maybe they were like, We can't write this. Yeah, we
1: can't do Roger at lightspeed.
0: Like like we don't have the we just don't have the capability. We don't have the time. We don't have the manpower. Uh anyway uh, so they're in the uh they're in the creative room uh kicking around ideas uh, uh uh stan says he has at least 80 just off the top of his head um clearly clearly all the ideas are are bad um so because there's a lack of focus with this drug but you, your mind is spinning so you might as well spit it out we then find ourselves in don's office he is just tearing through magazines uh Thinking he's gonna find the answer to life, I think it, this is all. Don gets very lofty in his um, search, in his added focus in his added focus with this uh, substance. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit intense. Um, he gets the uh, gets the word that Ken Cosgrove's outside John, and this is where I think I felt like I had done some drugs when uh, Ken Cosgrove starts dancing, tap dancing about his experience. With Chevy, that's incredible.
1: This this was amazing, and thank you. I think we've had a couple people who have sent us the link to the gif. Perfect. Of the Ken Cosgrove tap dance. I'll post it. But when you talk about Lofty, I thought that was actually, like, this little talk about Don that Don gives Ken right before the tap dance routine may get lost in the tap dance. But his you know his thoughts of grandiosity, his, his statement that I need to be there. You know, it's the timbre of my voice. It's me. You know that is uh, is. <laughs> I'm having a tough time talking because I got the tap dance right in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. Tough.
0: No, but I think, but see, that's the part that I think is actually true because I think they're so with all the hysteria that was, like was happening, right? With, with with all the tap dancing and the and and the cane bouncing and the hey hey, uh, <laughs> their their exchange was actually pretty normal, right? Like that's what they would have talked about, if they weren't tripping balls.
1: That, because that Don's that, right;
0: he does need to be there. Ken's not going to be able. Ken, Ken's not going to be able to sell it like Don's able to sell it. He's not going to say it right. Well, and you know it, it's I mean? not
1: so much saying it right because you can only put so much down on paper, right? It's the explanation.
0: Right. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Right? I see. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, great exchange. Best part, uh, Don. Is sitting there like, what the f, man?
1: But having like having watched that exchange now about two or three times, that isn't that's an amazing minute of television.
0: It's it, pretty intense. It really
1: is. I mean, like you said, between what they're saying and then how they're saying it with with Don like sweating through his tie, and then yeah. Ken with cane in hand, and just you know ramping up the intensity, and, and then with Don like what what. <laughs> What is going on?
0: No, yeah, I think I think they both. I think actually, everybody in this episode, because they're because they're actors, people, do a great job of uh, uh, of making you believe that they are really effed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, acting. All right. Uh, so we move back. Oh, this is my. I think my. This is my favorite scene. So after he talks to Ken Cosgrove, and we go back into the uh, the kind of the workroom. You see Don, like, run around the office. Well, he was like, chasing you Ken. Through, you see him through those open doors. Yeah. And then he, like, stops, slows down, and then comes in and gives, like, you know, the great grandiose speech about how, uh, you know, thanks for getting through the darkness, but we're going to find this. You know, it was just, it was, it was too much. Yeah, you can be moved by one great idea. Oh, it was, I, I vomited a few times, but, uh, I, I it, you know, Whatever. Whereas poor Peggy and uh, Ginsburg are just like, this is, this is crazy. I can't imagine a worse situation. Like, Ginsburg should have just gotten the shot. You know what I mean? Like, it's worse to be there not high than it would be to just be there crazy. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but who knows what he came up with? You know, I mean, maybe he has, like, two good ideas that we just didn't hear about. It.
0: John, he spelled Chevy wrong.
1: I don't think he's the one that
0: did that. Hey, man, they didn't say who did it. Am I right? So uh, Don then charges out of the uh, workroom and down toward his office, and he just kind of stops and freezes, and we have another flashback. And
1: again, you know, more, more uh, being comforted, being treated the way hopefully most people get treated when you're not well, you know, somebody caring for you, somebody helping to feed and nurture you uh, through your illness, and probably, again, something that he has not experienced, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Right.
0: Uh, now, see, I always voluntarily just take myself right to the cellar.
1: Well, yeah. Well, you guys have pretty expansive cellars there in Brooklyn. A beautiful... Just beautiful. I mean, it's cell.
0: almost like, you know, the plaza. The plaza cellar. Right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, so he gets a little soup, and this is what this is what triggers a John. But what's great here is he's apparently stood in the hallway all night. No, but he thinks he has. Because, uh... When, when, he, when, he goes, when he walks toward his office, they're talking about getting dinner. And then when he turns around and walks back, it's the next day. Like, um, I think after
1: the funeral, right?
0: Yes, and after the funeral. Uh, Peggy is Peggy's sitting there or stand, standing there in, in, in her funeral uh, wear, um, As is Gleason. Um, for some reason, John, and I can't figure out why, Harry Crane is just laying on the couch. I hope that was a hallucination.
1: Yeah, me too. Because I, I was thinking that myself. You know, why? Why would he be there at all? He's not. Well, he's not a creative. He's not doing you, any of this.
0: You know how he he kind of he has two kids and the wife, and he just wants to hide from his family. That's um, my guess. Yeah, he just came in to just hide. Um, now this is the this is the part that I found most unsettling, Jen. Who is this greasy lady? Well, we've been told that that is that uh, is
1: Gleason's the now deceased gentleman's daughter.
0: Man, she is. Crazy. Creeping me out, man. Yeah, not uh, you know, not really washed hair. Uh, oh no, sitting there telling no, no, some no. fortune stuff with uh, what seems to be, if I'm not mistaken, old subway tokens. Not old at the time, but uh, <laughs> I didn't realize uh, that you could tell the future with subway tokens, John. Well, and she can. And maybe those aren't, but she, they kind of look like them. She
1: can. But, uh, you know, I think we got, yeah, Don just has no idea. He's got the the rolling blackouts, you know, Mm -hmm. because we find out he had asked Ginsburg to do this chore. He's now asking Peggy to do.
0: To find the soup ad. The soup ad from the 50s. Yes. Which is really, he doesn't have, I mean, probably in his his high state, he's able to kind of think he's making a connection there, but no connection is being made. The only connection he's making is the connection to his past, clearly.
1: Right. Well, that that exactly. That's the connection. Not 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 a connection to Chevy or selling a car. No. no. And he comes back down the hall. He sees that the dawn's gone, and so now it's you know at the end of the day. And walks in, and our uh, our kind of lacy okay. haired lady is in there.
0: Wendy's so, on the couch. So this is kind of great, and I don't know if this is uh, again. There's a loss of time, right? Because when he when he comes out of the when he comes out of the. Um, flashback it's not evening time Mm -mm. right because the light is it's like white light he goes in there he talks to them he comes back and as he's walking down the hall it's a yellowy sunset light right so we've missed we've again missed several hours almost half a day right (laughs) and who is in his his office john wendy gleason creepy little gleason girl like seriously i thought it was like something out of the ring have you seen that movie
1: i never saw the ring no
0: Oh, she's terrifying, John. She's terrifying. <laughs> she could just crawl out of a TV and kill you. I well, don't know. But apparently, like, he, apparently he
1: had hit on her. You know, I mean, he was. Probably. You know, where she's saying, oh, that you, you got the ice. We're going
0: to sit and watch the sunset together. She's, like, planning on a make-out session. Do you think the ice is to somehow kind of dampen the stink that she must must be putting off? Well, she that's looks true because. Like she smells so bad.
1: Ice has a great aroma. No. What are you
0: talking about? Cold. Ah. Cold and cold, and stank. They don't. Those things don't stank when it's cold?
1: Anyways, we had, you know she she has a stethoscope on that apparently she lifted from the doctor's offices upstairs. What? And, what? Um, you know, then she. I. You almost wonder if this is a hallucination or not because she's. Right. You know, this feels hallucination like. Because uh, you know she says, "Does anybody love me?" That was your question when she yeah. earlier said, "What's your question?" And then she goes to listen to his heart, and she goes, "Oh, it's broken," and he has this huge realization: "Say, oh, you can hear that," and then we find out, "Oh no, stethoscope's broken." Ha, ha.
0: Now listen, John, I'm not a writer, and I am not not corny, but I thought that was a little corny. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. I thought it
0: was. I thought it was good for somebody in a drugged state. Either way, I'm still freaked out by this by this girl, John. I'd. I'd you know, she. I wouldn't be surprised if right after this, she headed down to the Harry Krishna shop.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think somebody even commented on the on the Twitter got, that this was got a, herself some gold. This paint. was like a mini
0: Lakshmi. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> Moving on, please, God. What TV show are the kids watching? I couldn't tell. I, I like really Doctor Who or something? I'd have no idea either. I'm not a. I'm not a 60s TV kind of connoisseur, John. So let's skip it. All right. But I'll tell you this. Uh all the Draper kids are, uh, at, uh, our Don's apartment. We, we, we skipped, uh, I think we skipped a little scene earlier where, um, Sally, uh, and, and the boys are getting ready to go and Betty comes into the kitchen and, you know, um, and gives, uh, gives Sally, uh, the business, the business for her short skirt called, asked what street corner she earned that on. And I'll oh, say this, John. But this was the big thing, though. Yeah, Go ahead. Betty Monster yeah. dropped a few LPs. Yeah, she did. She did. She dyed her hair back uh, blonde, which was probably a good call. And she's, she's lost some weight in the face. <laughs> in the face. Her. Good for her. I mean, that's where it was most apparent, I think. R- no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, not most apparent, but it was apparent.
0: John, um, I don't know if you know this. But Henry is running for public office, and if that is not the inspiration you need to lose weight, well, then nothing's gonna help.
1: Well, and, you know it's funny. I was wondering if, uh, yeah, yeah, she she is. She's looking a lot, a lot better. Do you, Do you think they took all the weight away? Well, yeah. No, I
0: mean I think they're making it realistic. Yeah. But I gotta imagine putting on the prosthetic uh, face uh, face fat. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's, that's not cool. Anyway, uh, Megan needs to leave. Uh, she is going to go to a play where someone else is going to introduce her to a director of a play so she can get more lines. But it's
1: not just somewhere. somebody else. You know, it's, uh, it's a guy that she knows. I think it's, it's either her agent or her producer yeah. of the show. But, I mean, okay. do you think this is something that maybe she's maybe looking to wa- to wander herself with this guy? Or do you oh, think this oh. is more career move?
0: Oh, good point, John. I don't know. I think this might be a career move. I mean, let's be let's be let's be serious. TV is not real acting, John.
1: Am I right? You're right, but I think when the but TV is real is real celebrity. Oh, see. Not to, see not to say that the, you know, the, the people there on Broadway don't get some celebrity and they get the awards and so forth, but out here in the Midwest, we we, really, we don't know anybody. That's out. I couldn't even the people that like plays, I mean, they're going to go to the the shows that come to town. You know, sure. so at, from a celebrity
0: standpoint, you think she'd want to stay with the television. Right. But you don't get any real street cred, acting street cred, unless you're in the theater. And you think she's looking for that? That's exactly what she's looking for, John. They all crave that because they're creepos. Moving on. Uh, well, she says, hey, make some spaghetti. The kids are hungry. But hey, listen, she's taking off. We get back to the office, John. And for some reason, uh, the creatives have uh, come up with the idea. Of uh, printing, or I guess drawing an apple on a sheet of paper, putting it above Stan's head, and having <laughs> and throwing throwing exacto knives at it. Man, there is no chance. Someone's not going to get a knife in the body. <laughs> I can listen. I I've, I know exacto knives. Not easy to throw. Not weighted correctly. Someone's getting hurt. And guess what? Stan gets hurt. Gets one right in the arm. Man, but lucky for him, he's so high he can't feel it.
1: I love I love when when they take Stan away to go uh you know, patch it up. Ginsburg tries to throw another one and pretty much throws it straight right. Like he couldn't have missed
0: by any more. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. But uh, um,
1: Yeah, and then we we get uh we get out of there as Stan's getting bandaged up and Don's Don's creeping in the back hall again. Man. And he even he even like lightly knocks. He does he lightly knocks. You know, as we're uh, listening to the uh, lovely, golden tunes of uh, "Can't Get You Out of My Head." Uh, this is likely by uh, Gladys Knight, her version of it.
0: Likely, I could believe John, it. I looked I'd up like... that
1: song. Amazing! Yeah. Like dozens of people have done this song.
0: Sure. Did you Did you see my version?
1: No, they actually said it's... for Paul's version, click here, and it went nowhere. <laughs>
0: Fair enough, John. Uh, I'd like to point out just for the for the uh, for the folks in our audience that are really fine-tuned into the just the little bits and pieces of things, um, the radio that's playing is an Admiral Admiral radio. I think you remember that that was one of our clients, so we were trying to sell their TVs in uh, season two. I think. That's right. So just for the uh, just for the folks that like to pay close attention, like myself, there you go, tidbit bit uh we then find ourselves back in the office where uh peggy is doing just an impressive job of bandaging up stan um who took that exacto knife in the arm stan is uh you know looking for a little lady love and uh trying to make out with peggy peggy says hey listen you're like my brother uh stop it he's like you don't you don't mean that turns out stan's cousin who i think we met did we not meet this guy
1: yeah, we did at the party in um in uh, uh at Megan's place for Don Don's birthday.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh well, he's dead. Yeah. Uh he died 20 years old over in Nam and uh 3 months ago and it seems as if Stan has just found out and I think he's reeling quite a bit, you know. Um he said that what his last like 10 letters never even made it to the guy before um before he died and uh he certainly is struggling with this. Um, and he thinks he can, you know, I this Stan's a fun guy, you know. He, I think he thinks he can just kind of fight his way through the, through the pain and distress by just, you know, drinking more, doing more drugs, trying to get some ladies. Um, Peggy wisely tells him she's been through loss as well. And uh, that's not going to do it, man. That's just going to be kind of empty. Uh, but I don't think Stan believes her.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. But I think he makes a, an interesting point, is that... Um you know, he says, well, maybe I'm not like you, because she's like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't fight through it. You know, you have to feel it. And he's like, well, maybe, maybe that's just not how it works for me. Um, and, you know, she's probably got some things right, but I, I think on the other hand, you know, everybody's going to deal with stuff a little differently. And so maybe this is how he gets through it.
0: Because we okay. see he clearly
1: doesn't take her Clearly does not does take, take her, her advice. advice. But I don't know if we can necessarily say that she is. You know, right. I think people are going to have to deal with things their own way. You know, some people put their head down and go to work. Some people, you know, have have, uh, friends that they go to and try and interact with. Some people isolate. Um, Sure. Sure.
0: Right? Uh, I'll tell you one thing that should be isolated. Yep. Uh, Sally Draper from Rosemary's Baby. That's right, folks. We get back to the apartment and uh, little Sally Draper is reading Rosemary's Baby, which is altogether terrifying. Um, Have you seen the movie just oh i can't even Why? <laughs> why i'm I'm terrified of it all right um the thing is uh you know we we kind of see how uh in this entire episode these children aren't parented at all, and I think that's just kind of a nice little example i don't think you would give your you know twelve year old daughter uh rosemary's baby to read necessarily, but she probably found it on uh the nightstand it's probably megan's. And uh, you know she's there by herself. Why not, right? Yeah. She hears a little rattle tassel out in the uh, out of, out in the living room, John. And it turns out now I did not know this, but uh, her grandmother, who just happens to be African American, is uh, rooting around stealing stuff uh, in the front <laughs> in the front room. Uh, it's pretty obvious. Uh, for the first time, uh, we see this woman that she is indeed um, uh, stealing, um, but. Uh, then again, when she says that uh, she knows Don, uh, I think we can all agree that uh, I mean, maybe, you know, who knows? I mean, she uh, has the name. She who, I don't even know why she would have it if she saw it at the front
1: door when she snuck in. If she saw it saw on the back in the door, front. a piece of mail. Yeah, probably. But uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, but like I thought, this was just a a, a remarkably uncomfortable situation because I you know right right when you see her and Sally. Comes out, you don't know if she's going to be violent, you sure. know, if she's going to kidnap, uh you know how it's going to go. So, I mean, I think this went—they wrote this as well as you possibly could from a, you know, traumatic events type of thing.
0: And I don't think it makes Indeed. sense,
1: you know, some a person who they're portraying like this is, you know, just trying to get their hands on anything they can sell for some
0: money. Sure, you sure. Know? I know you got to admit this lady did a hell of a great job of uh, being like kind of persuasive you know what i mean like yeah yeah you know you know me and i know your dad and let me make you some eggs and everything's cool don't worry about it what's your name again sally yeah i know you sally anyway blah 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 <laughs> like she, she, she does a, she's pretty she's pretty you know convincing yeah um we then uh bop our way back to the archives of uh sterling cooper draper Chaw i don't know and uh he's looking through there to find this soup ad um, and, I, you know, here again we talked about it. It's really just a, a, a chance to kind of uh, further his way through these flashbacks. Uh, clearly the woman in the ad looks a little bit like um, the woman in the flashbacks. I think one of the fun things we get to see is some of the uh, old um, campaigns throughout the last couple seasons. You've got uh, he pulls a Hilton campaign, he pulls the uh, the Beans campaign. I don't know if you recognize that. I did.
1: And actually I think the very first one when you see him from afar – is the uh, the Brazier campaign that they
0: did a few years ago? Oh yeah, so that was kind of fun. Uh, if you're a, a, a wackadoo like John and I, um, but uh, when he finds that ad, he he then he then goes into his uh, into yet another flashback, where I think it's really sad, right? Because we've gotten you know he really this woman uh, had provided uh, such a nurturing experience for Don. And could have been such a positive experience, you know, to look back back on. Um, and then um, it all kind of turns a little sour in a way because, uh, you know, uh, clearly the Don's character is not a- at all comfortable with this or thinking that this is a good idea. Um, and for some reason, this woman, I mean, to be fair, she is a prostitute, so she is not of the highest moral standards. There, John, but everyone needs to do what they need to do to make a living. Well, you think now um, that
1: he's better, I mean, you know, she. You, what, what do you do? You talk about what you know. I mean, I think she was just doing, you know, what, what
0: she could do. No, John, I think that's a very, very poor... <sighs> anyway, <laughs> uh, any, anyway, so uh, little Don gets kind of molested by this lady. Uh, not cool, uh, especially because he's not into it. Uh, which is, you know, uh, just really clearly very scarring. And one of the reasons I think that he, throughout his, the rest of his life, he seems to be very confused with his relationship with women, right? And this is uh, kind of showing that. Um, there's, this, there's this odd kind of need for uh, nurturing and then this no other way to deal with it than kind of this uh, creepy sex um that he kind of defaults to. Um which is, you know, I think trying to be shown here in this in this early childhood scene. We get back to the house, John. Um our uh our grandmother here apparently thinks she could steal the TV. Um which seems like it would be a little hefty, but luckily John secured That was really very funny. well to the wall. But that us.
1: TV's really in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty
0: funny. Uh Bobby comes out and says, "Hey, what the f is going on?" Um she says, oh, hey, you must be Bobby. Um, I'm your dad's good friend. Um, I'm looking for his gold watch. <laughs> Bobby's like, he's got four watches in his room on the nightstand. Way to go, Bobbo. Um, <laughs> all he wants to, all Bobby wants to do is just watch some TV, man. You know what? Just let the kid turn the TV on. So he runs over to the couch, going to watch TV. Sally, Sally has now, I think, um, seen all the signs and says, uh, this lady's lying to us and tries to call nine one one to see if she can get the cops in. The cops clearly don't believe her. Well, no, she um, didn't have enough time. She didn't have enough time, but either way, like it, I think they didn't take her seriously. No, Cause she, because she she had to go. No, yeah, I'm thir- I'm thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and then by that time, it's too late. Um, so this is where
1: so this is where the planning part had failed. She should have sent Bobby in to run some interference. It's like no, no, the watches are in exactly. that drawer. Exactly, go show
0: her around, exactly. Right? No, you're right. But you know, Bobby's always a letdown. Uh, (laughs) In any incarnation. (laughs) Any incarnation, damn it, Bobby. Nice. Uh, We then find ourselves back at the office where Don has, without a doubt, cracked the advertising code, John, right? Just when you thought it all depended on um, uh, Gilligan's Island. No, 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 no. Don has written it down. See, advertising is just what happens in between entertainment, right? But what if entertainment stops being entertaining? See where I'm going with this, John? Then. You, you have derailed. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was trying to say. And that's the look that uh, they
1: give him. When my goodness. Peggy and Stan... Actually, no, Stan kind of, uh, not Stan, Ginsburg kind of runs with it.
0: You, Ginsburg done, has done this in a few episodes where he's really good at kind of helping someone through their thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he kind of passes like you could pass the ball to him. And he'll have he'll keep it going and pass it to somebody. Like he's good at that. Uh, I think he's helped Don out that way before. Um, Peggy says, "Have you even been working on Chevy all this time?" And we know it's no. No, it's no. He's just been sweating. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ginsburg asks if he would like to get someone who can draw in here, and Don says he does not have time for art. Okay, okay, I guess. And he heads home. Um, now this is extra creepy, John. Uh, when they uh, Ginsburg uh, asks if he can just take a nap in the office, which is hilarious. Peggy heads out, um, and he sees she see he she sees Gleason hanging in the hallway, being the greasiest of greasy creepers. Um, he is spying on. Stan, doing the nasty. With uh the greasy wonder, Wendy. Wendy, uh, this is unfortunate. Uh, uh I mean, anyway, uh, th- this this sends Peggy home, rightfully so. What a waste of a weekend, John. The least you could have got is some sleep in, maybe washed it in a little tube, had a burrito, but no, the weekend <laughs> was ruined at work, doing nothing. Don uh, is getting out of the elevator, telling it, trying to come up with a plan. I'm going to go home. I'm going to see the kids. I'm going to say I have to go for cigarettes. I'm going to go talk to Sylvie. Sylvia. She's going to be cool with everything. We're going to get back together. It's going to be amazing. We'll go to Disney World. I don't know. It's craziness. He steps in the house, John, and lo and behold, oh, Betty Monster's there. Man, I'll tell you what. If there's anything that's going to that's kill your buzz, Betty Monster. Turns out somehow they finally got the police there and uh Betty is just yelling at Don talking uh, saying that this uh, this city is terrible and it's no surprise and blah 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 who cares. Uh clearly Megan is upset as she should be. Uh she feels terrible about the whole thing. And John, by the way, Henry Francis is running for governor or senate?
1: Yeah, he's run, yeah, he's running for for a congressional position. Did we mention that? Because it seems it seems relevant. Well I mean again you can see kinda of where <clears throat> where Betty's going with this. She just wants you know, this is all about now trying to get out and get in the public eye and being the you know, wife of somebody in power.
0: Now see I take that I take that the other way. She certainly wants that, right? But I think why she says that is because she wants to let Don know that she's doing better than him. Oh. We're doing better than you, Effer. You know what I mean? You guys are here. She's on the couch and casting couch, being a whore, obviously, because John, that skirt is too short.
1: Right. Well, and, short. and like you said, you're here in this disgusting city. You know, you're this is the kind of thing city. that happens to you know kids that are left home alone here because no one else would leave their kids home alone. Did he um, tell
0: you that he's been at work all this time? Right. So she puts them down as much as she can, and then says, "But we
1: are going. We're going straight to the top." Yeah. Even even the cop tries to. Help! Like,
0: hey, you know, come on. Yeah. this could this could happen to anybody. Like, it's cool, lady. Relax. And Henry Francis, being the best human in the world, says, "Hey, this is not the time for this." God, I'd love Henry Francis, John. He is the moral anchor, or compass of this whole series. I love this guy. Although I was going to point this out, I was watching when I was watching this show. Henry Francis does two things. He is a very small part in this show, but he does two things that are kind of admirable. Um, he he, you know, he tells uh, Betty to stop it, and then later he he gets. Uh, Sally to talk to Don, um, but uh, as for as much as we praise Henry Francis, let us not forget. Let us not forget that he went after a married woman who
1: was pregnant. Right. No, he started out on the on the creep side. We did not care for Henry Righted at the beginning. Him.
0: So how does this make sense? What like how do you go from being uh, 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 like the you know the greasiest of greasy male creepers? Uh, <laughs> Going after uh, pregnant ladies, uh, you know, at a wedding, right? Right. To being like the best dude in the world, his character is not consistent, John. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a hash mark uh, next to uh, Matt Matt Weiner for this one.
1: That's okay. I'm sure Matt is gonna take that into consideration when he is working to forget about you. Uh, yes, we, I don't think it'll be a very tough job. No. But then we have uh, you know, uh, Don takes this all in in a moment. And then just crashes and burns down to the ground. Don's mm. out. And, crashes out. And we see Don head back to uh, his formative years at the dinning, dining table. His um, the the woman that had all of these interactions with him. Amy is getting kicked out for I guess not performing well enough at her duties, um, or maybe maybe not paying up the way she's supposed to. Anyways, she's getting shown the door and she takes a parting shot by saying well you know you owe me 5 bucks for for him and uh, gets kicked out and the uh, the woman the, uh, the pseudo mom says is that true he says no and then she starts going at it with a spoon
0: yeah you know she i think she she harbors a lot of uh hate uh for uh dick uh, uh because her you know her husband uh uh you know uh cheated on her uh, and that 's why he's here, you know what I mean right like she she has this like she has this responsibility for him that she absolutely hates right and can just wants to take it out on him anywhere uh she can, especially in this situation because he's like you know uh he, he is in her eyes probably just recommitted the same crime that uh you know her husband did uh visiting uh, uh, a prostitute um, don gets a don gets a hell of a beaten with a wooden spoon john i want to... I want to encourage folks out there to, uh, you know, not not do that.
1: Well, I have to say I was I was a little surprised uh, when this happened. I, I tossed out on the uh, the Twitter, you know, really who uses a spoon. And
0: I got a lot of people back like, oh, yeah, that happened to me. That is a big spoon. And, <laughs> and there is one shot like straight up at her where she is, I mean, she is terrifying. It's from the Don's point of view. That spoon is gigantic. I don't know. Why are we making spoons that big? OK, like I, I like how big like how, how much stew do you have to make to justify a spoon of that size, John?
1: Well, I think the the size of the spoon does a lot of things for you. Actually, too much to
0: really get into detail right now. Uh, as far as just uh, fending off uh, folks and also um, mixing gravy. We could do a whole hour on spoons. No, this is true, John. This is true. Let's move on then. Uh, Don is having this flashback. Uh, clearly, I think, you know, coming down. Uh, from um from his uh from his drug experience and really uh really feels absolutely terrible Uh, i think very kind of self um self-reflective on this whole thing uh you know these flashbacks have been really strong i don't think we've had an episode with this many right um and this has been certainly a very powerful experience for him um Megan uh, is there, and says that you know I almost passed out when I came home somehow she 's lying to herself, uh, attributing uh the fact that uh, uh that was traumatic uh for, and him being too tired and working too much to passing out listen folks uh I, i'm tired enough to pass out all the time, but I, if I come home and and somebody and, and, a, and a hilarious uh lady has robbed my house, I probably wouldn't pass out right he's clearly under the influence of of too many substances right. Um, we find ourselves then the next morning in the elevator John and who stops to get in Sylvia Thank you uh <laughs> and oh oh my god that is an awkward uh, uh uh 10 seconds as they uh travel down uh to the lobby uh and Don gets out and I think
1: well she says how are you he says busy never looks at her straight ahead
0: I think maybe he's realized that, you know, he needs to just uh, he needs to just move on. And this, you know, needs to be forgotten. I don't know.
1: Well, she seems somewhat hurt.
0: Yeah. I mean, he could have been a little nicer about it. Right. I think for him, that's the only way he can he can respond. Uh, We find ourselves then uh, at the uh, the Francis household where, of course, the best of all humans. Henry Francis is uh, convincing uh, Sally to talk to her father. Uh Don tells her that it was his fault. She says, No, you know, I shouldn't have been such a child about it. And he says, You weren't. You did, you know, you did what you had to do. Uh and this is where uh I think she gives the uh the kind of line of the entire episode. Uh, you know, uh I, I I asked you know, I asked her all the questions I could. Um she had answers for all of them, and then I realized I don't know anything about you. Um which is pretty you know, Pretty tough, right? Yeah. I mean, and really sad. I think it's sad for Sally to admit that and to kind of have that realization. She probably hasn't really thought about that before. Um, so for a for a, a child of that age with a divorced parent to, you know, come to that realization, it's like, I don't even know you. Uh, and say that out loud is it, pretty, pretty intense. And I think it's the same for Don. Like, uh, he really uh, feels... I think he has to feel um that he's he's neglecting um his children, especially Sally who's been at different points in this series kind of close to him.
1: Well, and I think we, you know, it's we've been made to know that it's clear that he's neglectful of them.
0: Yeah. No, 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 but we can see that, but I think there's a difference between um admitting that like to someone and to yourself and saying it out loud. You know what I mean? Sure. It's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing, John. Um, So then Don uh, gets called down to Cha's office. He's back. Of course, no one asks him how he's doing. Looks a little rough. Uh, He says, I don't know what went on here, uh, but all of this this work, most of it's unintelligible, and somebody spelled Chevy wrong. (laughs) How do you do that? Which, folks, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. I don't know how many presentations I've been in and I'm not going to name any of the brands many of them gigantic where we've accidentally spelled their wrong <laughs> not me amazingly and folks I can't spell I can barely spell my old name but um yeah it just ha- I mean it, the funny thing is it just happened the other day <laughs> Well, and I'll tell you why it happens you do like a ton of concept, and you're moving so fast it, you just make a typo and it slips through and next thing you know that makes it in the presentation and then oh that's embarrassing Anyway, uh, anyway, wow. uh, Chaw Chaw says uh, Chaw says you know this is kind of funny, and then Don says you know I'm done, I'm done with this, uh, I just can't do it. Uh, I'm the creative director, so I will look at certainly the creative work that's done, um, but you know call me in 1971 when they're ready to do an ad.
1: And Chaw kind of flips out, I and mean, like you said, I mean, how can you do that? You know this was this was the client, this was the reason for the merge and i can <laughs> how can you just walk away and i that'll be interesting to see what happens
0: I gotta be honest though with you uh they've got a whole staff of creative they should be just directing anyway right uh and that's what Don has been doing um I guess for this size of client uh you know maybe it's understood that they step in and and do take a heavier um load of the creative, but I mean if he's still willing to. Comment on the work it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal for chaw, right right, so I don't know that was kind of yeah it's not like you said little overblown. For, you know I'm done, yeah like I won't even talk about this he's just saying i won't I'm not gonna put any effort toward it and, and 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 do you think he's just he's just fed up with the way and i i mean I totally understand this he's fed up with the way that they're being treated by um by chevy they're they're just they're just using it's not using them but it, it it's a, it's just such a disrespectful thing to just keep pounding your agency as if they're not people you know what i mean right right but i think that's um, and
1: that's what cutler was saying at the beginning you know when you get that's that's the trade
0: off you know it 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 is the, it right right and you can always make that argument that it, yeah well we're paying you aren't we right right you can always say that but uh, that doesn't get you good work, right? Right. Um, you need the client. I mean, you know, so the client can do two things, right? The client can, can say uh, everything you're doing is wrong. I don't know why, but it's wrong and not work with you, right? So just keep sending you back and hope that eventually you'll show up with something they like. And that's the worst way to do it. The other way to do it is for the client to help you, right? Uh, help uh, if they don't like it, tell you why which is extremely important, help guide the, the process, and give input. And that, that leads uh, to, winning, to winning work, right? Um, and uh, the other way is, is just being uh, neglectful uh, and, and doing it wrong. Um, and that's what Chevy's doing, and it's unbelievably frustrating and then hard on the agency, and really you're wasting money. But uh, if there's one thing uh, we know is that car companies don't do that, John, and they won't get in trouble in the future uh, for such bad business practices. Never, right? Never. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with all that. I am sorry. That's that's the crash. Yeah, I feel like I did, John. We're we're an hour <laughs> in. We said we were going we said we were going to fly through this episode, and we didn't. We can't seem to do it. But folks, we got a lot of great mail in the mailbag, so let's not let's not dance around this. Let's open this mother up. Here we go. Ba-ba-ba-ba. All right.
1: Uh, yeah, and we got a couple from, from way back. We'll try and get through as many as we can. We got one from Car- uh, Charlie. Charlie writes in says, Great show. Always look forward to downloading the latest podcast. Wanted to touch base on a couple of topics. Paul mentioned a couple of times uh, that the actor who played the Chevy guy at the airport a couple of shows <laughs> ago, who Roger meets, is not only named Mikey, but in real life, is the same actor who played Mikey in the Life Serial commercials. I have yes. one word to say to Paul on that. Fail. What? I I like how he also said that he even looked it up on Wikipedia and that it stated <laughs> that it is the same actor. I have a second word for Paul on that. Liar. Well, that's not, okay. Which yeah, Wikipedia that's okay. did he find that doozy on? Uh, because there's more than one Wikipedia. It's
0: actually called Paulopedia. <laughs> It's my sister, Paula. You know our sister, Paula? Yeah. She started her own Wikipedia, Paulapedia. Wow. And it's full of lies, folks. Don't go.
1: It, he says there's also an urban myth that Mikey died from eating Pop Rocks and candy while drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> this
0: is true. <laughs> Do you know that?
1: Not, not according to Charlie. Not oh, true. Man. Not true. That's funny. Uh, he That's also funny. asked about the, you know, why Herb is so important, saying that the, you know, he's the head of the Jaguar Dealer Association and was a part of the selection committee. And that's why he had the kind of pull. Because remember, we were asking, you know, why does you know they've already committed to it? And really, I thought there was that scene where they they brought in the uppers uh, for the you know, hey, let's pitch the local guys, where Don submarine it, and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. So I, I still am not sure, but that's what that's what he was pointing out. Thanks for that. Uh, Keith writes in from Virginia Beach. Guys, I was inspired by the end of the last podcast and decided to utilize one of the very well documented options. Uh, detailed to contact you um, and send an email and leave an iTunes review. But Baby Steps, uh, one of the reasons I'm writing, I was wondering if you care to comment on the music cues for the season. I'm not sure uh, what they're trying to emphasize with the drastic cultural musical shift that took place uh, between the 50s and 60s or just more tuned in the music, but not liking it at all. Any thoughts yeah, on you know, the music? Yeah, you
0: know, John, you usually comment on the music, and you haven't commented on any of the music this year.
1: You're right, I, I have. Um, you know, there was a couple of, actually this one episode, and this was an email from a previous one, but this one episode, I felt that the music was even a little more pronounced. You know, we had the Out of My Head on the radio, and then mm-hmm. we had the um, Dream a Little Dream for the uh, uh, the flashback where uh, he was, you know, pressed upon by the, the hooker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which actually I think made it even more of a, you know, a, Wait a a potent. Who wrote this email, by the way? Uh, this is um, this is Keith from Virginia Beach.
0: Keith, from Virginia Beach, you're complaining we're not doing enough about the music. Check this out, pal. Uh, a couple episodes ago, when I mentioned that Diamond Dave did the uh, 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 I, "I Ain't Got Nobody," uh, I'm just a drifter, yeah. right? Sad and lonely. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? And I actually put the Diamond Day version at the end of the episode. Yeah, where were you on that one? <laughs> I didn't get an email like, "Hey, Paul, that was that was awesome." Anyway, sorry, to that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm sure still, he doesn't I'm, I'm sure he doesn't no mind one, you
1: coming down on him like
0: that. No one writing to me about that. I uh, also had a tough time
1: uh, digesting how they put the the real life um, broadcast from the RFK stuff at the end of the episode. On TV against you know the fictional world of Mad Men, uh, didn't didn't like that they used the real life stuff. But I think if I'm remembering right, with the uh, Bobby Kennedy stuff, they used the real, or not the Bobby, but the uh, the John F. Kennedy assassination. They were using the real news clips at, at that time, were they not?
0: Wait, wait. He doesn't like he doesn't like them using the real news clips. Right. Why? He just he didn't didn't feel it jived. Okay, you need to give a better explanation for that because that makes no sense. this completely took out. me out of the Wait, story. Wait, is this still the Virginia Beach guy? Yeah. Let's move on. Right.
1: Come on. Uh, Willie from Alabama writes in, thanks again for a great podcast. Uh, always makes the front of my podcast line every week. All right. Uh, one I didn't hear mentioned during this week's recap is the significant of Rapy Pete's terrible behavior towards his mother given that the show was actually aired on Mother's Day. Happy, happy Mother's Day, Mom. You can go straight to hell. Love your Whittle Petey. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: <laughs> well done. Well done, friend.
1: And actually I don't know, we didn't even mention it. We get to see Ravy Pete for all of I think fourteen seconds in this episode wow. as he's walking out on the working crew and yep. actually makes a you know a somewhat nice defensive comment when one of the now chemically induced gentlemen says that, you know, Gleason was kind of a jerk. he's uh, mm-hmm. like, Come on, man. Like, that's poor taste. I just died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he adds out. So minimal Pete this episode, which was which was kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Taylor writes in, I was so excited when my letter was mentioned on the show. I'll make this quick. Uh, Paul, I hope you at least skim this. Don is definitely into power play uh, and being a Dom when it comes to sex, but he did it wrong. She was talking about the time where he takes Sylvia to the hotel and says it could have been, you know, a lot better if he had got consent and had done some negotiation with her, but he did neither, and uh, it, it, it didn't turn out as well as it could have. Uh, Taylor also mentions I'm from Portland, Oregon. What? Where? Portland, Oregon.
0: Oh, okay, nobody likes me in Portland.
1: And I'm a woman in case you were trying to figure out if it was a he or she.
0: Okay. So she, you got Taylor,
1: it. Portland, Oregon, um, and Don kind of messed that whole thing up. I think we can agree. Fair enough. All right, Ashley, Leslie, right in from British Columbia, Canada. Uh, now that Don is without a playmate, any chance he starts having an affair with Betty?
0: No, come on. Moving
1: on. All right. Uh, also, I thought it was amazing. We were looking for the significance of the uh, room 503. In yes, that one.
0: the brilliance. I, I saw this. Did you see this? I did. May, well, well May done, 3rd of listener. 1968,
1: so 503, the date of the first heart transplant in the
0: UK. Well Done. All right. Uh, but then again, couldn't you just type that <laughs> into Google? And I mean, anything could have come up? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, uh, so JJ writes in, and we'll put this up on the Facebook, but he says, uh, you asked for it, so here it is. We had talked about a seal of approval last time, right. and so we now have the Mad Men seal of approval, or at least a version thereof, and it in fact is a picture of a seal uh, with some Mad Men stuff around it.
0: Oh, I didn't even see that. Yes,
1: we'll have to have you take a look before we give that the seal of approval. But what he writes in is kind of the Bob Benson conspiracy theories.
0: Conspiracy theories? Yeah,
1: conspiracy theories. There's a couple of different (laughs) ones. Uh, So He's got a list from several different sources that he's a government agent investigating Don Draper. He's a plant from another agency, an investigative journalist, just some ambitious jerk that he's Don Draper's long-lost son. Uh, he could even be a homeless person. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, and we didn't friend, see Bob this time. Uh, the seal of approval is it, brilliant that I've got to post it on the website. That's funny <laughs> because it's like, it's like the can ha- I can has cheeseburger type. And then it has a pack of Luckies, the pencil sharpener, which we know wrote us a letter once and, uh, <laughs> and, a, and a, and a rotary phone. Well done friend. <laughs>
1: It was JJ. JJ. Uh, JJ. Love right. it. Uh, we get uh, Rob Wrightson. Rob Wrightson from Perth in Western Australia. Wow. Uh, Rob Wrightson, he says, love the podcast and the pre-review banter. It's by far my most entertaining show on the Intertron. Uh, he has a theory about Bob Bob Benson. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. wonders if he is an undercover FBI, CIA operative collecting information on Dick Whitman, Don Draper, by order of the president. <laughs>
0: That has to be it, man. You got it. Unplug the show, John. Done. <laughs>
1: Done. Uh, but still, uh, great to hear from, from uh, Down Under. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Angela writes in uh, just catching up on last week's podcast. And she wanted to say that she has, in fact, Shazammed during commercials. Remember, we've given
0: him a hard time on that? Embarrassing, Angela. Uh, says I can't she, believe you would write and tell us that. She takes
1: advantage of the DVR so she doesn't have to be quick on the trigger. With the oh, phone. Oh
0: man! Okay, listen. It's a Taylor Swift song every time. Forget it. To stop it.
1: Uh, Shannon and Gray write in, and again, these I, I will post up. So thank you, folks, for some of this art.
0: This was amazing. Uh, did that. you see these? Uh, I did. the 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 team Paul guy is not short enough and Paul Giamatti enough. We've told you, I look just like Paul Giamatti. You should have just outlined him. Are you going to be critical on this? I'm critical on nearly everything. <laughs>
1: Well anyways, I thought the team uh, Dr. John one was spectacular.
0: Well done by the way.
1: And uh we so we got some designs from Gray. That's right. Uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So thank you very much. We'll put those up for the listeners' enjoyment. Uh Thank you,
0: Gray. I'm sorry even, I was not being I was not being disparaging. They're they're wonderful. I love them. Uh I'm I'm making a t-shirt with mine this weekend. Actually, I'm going to wear the team Dr. John t-shirt. <laughs> Because I don't know, John, you're kind of my favorite on this show.
1: I, well, I just thought it was a really cool image with the stethoscope and like oh, the, the clipboard. That was right, fantastic.
0: Right. There, there was nothing to put on me. I guess you know what he should have left my nose in white, just to, the just for the nasally voice,
1: just <laughs> just for the nasally voice. Moving That's what out, he should have done.
0: Sorry. I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry.
1: We, uh, we get uh, Greg writes in. Greg uh, comes in, uh, gives us uh, from St. Paul, Minnesota says, a long-time listener, I haven't written in quite some time, just want to let you know uh, how much I continue to enjoy your show every week. Uh, John, your informative research notes and uh, segue skills are worth particular accolades. In addition to your role as the recapper's voice of reason, a perfect compliment to Paul's unrivaled mix of witsy banter, humor, self-deprecating, and otherwise amusing digressions. And an unfailing ability to wrongly predict every turn in the show. Yep, nearly everything. Uh, you guys are tops. He did send us in a top three, and I did want to just give him the the one I found most amusing: that Ken Cosgrove, Delta Tau Chi named Bojangles, is not required to wear his pledge pin outside of Detroit. Thank you very much for that, Greg.
0: John loved that. He mentioned that to me before. I the did. Show. He didn't. Yeah.
1: Paul didn't want to use it. I thought it was great. I
0: I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know. Uh,
1: Mike from Oklahoma writes and remember, kids, when someone yells, uh, tells you drugs clean out the cobwebs, and give you a boost of creative energy. Just ask them to spell Chevy. They can't yeah. do it. Uh, Jen from Illinois writes in, uh, Guys, I really didn't know what was, the, what was in the shot the doctor gave in the employees. I understand about B vitamins, but what else was in them? And can we still get them? Just kidding. No, I, and they actually said in the little behind the scenes, and what this is, this is amphetamine. Oh. Uh, this, is, this is Speed. This is, mm-hmm. you know, uppers. This is, you know, the uh, younger cousin of cocaine. Um,
0: Jennifer, we can still get it. <laughs> you can. You come, you come to New York. You can. The, we'll, the we'll creative go party. types will show you the corners to get we it. We will go party.
1: You're just not, like you said, you're just not going to have the boss bring in the guy to give it to you.
0: No. Um, no, no. I, it's hard. It's hard to get it at work. <laughs> We'll have to do this on the weekend.
1: I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm going to read it anyways. She says, okay. now that Frank Leeson is gone, any possibility Sal comes back?
0: Gah, no! <laughs> no! You know what Elvis is going to come back to? From the dead.
1: Uh, okay. And then uh, and, and she says, Paul, the ice is not annoying. The gentle background sound effect. Is fantastic and much better than the soundboard. I agree. Uh, so she applauds the kitty for breaking the soundboard and wants to know whatever happens to whatever happened to the catchphrase "That's kittens."
0: Oh, you know what? It ran its course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that guy's not listening anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, wasn't his name Carl? Hey, Carl, are you still listening? <laughs> Why don't you write in. The one, the, my, the one that was my, angry
1: that you would call something stupid.
0: Yes, my my use of the word "the" is really getting under <laughs> his skin lately.
1: Wow. Um, so the the person is Aisha that wrote your favorite's titled email, tripping balls, uh, right, wow. the most crazy episode of Mad Men. Uh, thinks Peggy is the world's worst girlfriend ever. Okay, uh, that can't be. Cool. <laughs> Betty is a monster at any size. I I mean, I think she has a little bit of a point, right, about leaving them alone.
0: Well, yeah, but come on. Um,
1: This is the last season we will see Don. I think this is interesting. Uh, She thinks, last season we'll see Don. Next season, the whole Don thing will be over. It's going to be Dick Whitman all the way. No. No? Not going to work? No. All right. Um, Guys with beards are hot. Hey, whatever you're into. And elderly people can't be trusted. Well, when they break in and start taking stuff, I agree.
0: Wait, she was elderly? Ida? Grandma Ida? Yeah. Oh, okay, Grandma. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, conspiracy theory. I think Sylvia has killed her husband and is pretending he is still there. The last two times we've seen her, she's addressing him off-screen, and he doesn't respond.
0: You know, I read this. That got in my head when I was watching the episode. I was like, oh my God, she's right. <laughs> um, number seven, humping cures what ails you, turns out. And I, you're also from Portland, Oregon. I guess I hate when you say it like that. <laughs> oh,
1: because it gets under their skin? Actually, oh, according it. to our Facebook demographics, we're bigger in Portland than anywhere else in the country.
0: <laughs> that can't be! <laughs> it's,
1: it's the it's, If Facebook's not telling tales, that's the fact.
0: Man, I thought no one liked me in Portland. They probably still don't, <laughs> but they love you. Uh,
1: uh, Mike, Mike writes in, This is the uh, most unsettling episode of Mad Men I think we've ever seen. It really feels like Don is going off the rails. He's terrible at work. His life is just an all-around mess. He's drinking all the time. Everyone we know is starting to hate him. In short, it sounds like he's becoming Paul.
0: Hilarious. Hilarious, Mike. (laughs) Insert
1: boo noise. Boo! Followed by ice clinking.
0: Just because you do a little (laughs) drug does not make your life a disaster. Followed
1: by extended absence to get another drink. (laughs) (laughs) Followed by incorrect facts about everything. Oh, (laughs) Oh, they love you. Hey, That's funny. You. That's
0: funny. What am I going to do? That's funny.
1: Uh, keep up the good work. And remember, if you're concerned about possibly <laughs> being a Negro, all you have to do is ask. <laughs>
0: that is funny. Bobby Bobby asked that. We skipped that in the episode. He's like, are we Negroes? No, Bobby. God damn it. You're stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, Lily Swenson.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lily L- 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 White writes in last one. Uh, pretty exciting beginning, but apparently the real crash was inside Don's head. Uh, I'm 66, and as a high school kid in Indiana, I remember the short skirt, seeing Megan in that dress. My first thought, I can't believe he actually dressed like that. Uh, I I think that look was common in the late 60s, early 70s. It's so short, it does not look that great, but the skirts were that short. Now, Lily is a teacher and was a teacher Uh, during my first years. As a teacher, I remember wearing a skirt not quite that short and tall boots i don't don't really like,
0: obsessed with the skirt height here I, now. I, I
1: know. I don't even like that look now. Uh, <laughs> ironically, during the 60s, dress codes and, uh, were, were strict. In the 70s, that all changed. There were some lawsuits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as a grade school student in Evansville in the 50s, girls could not wear slacks unless they were under a dress. I don't know where we're going with this. Um, the most common style was a skirt that came to just above the knees, hose and white cloth tennis shoes um and things have Apparently, changed we actually we had a dress code
0: i feel like somebody else had a flashback yeah <laughs> okay lily and it was you
1: from indiana thank you i appreciate
0: it well 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 written and i'll tell you i i i i had a hard time thinking about not thinking about short skirts after this episode as well here we go next up
1: that's it
0: that's it yeah. oh this was just a response taylor wrote back thanks dr john i look forward to this week's show well you should because it's brilliant. Everybody, uh, let's do a quick thing here. Tell you how to get in touch with us. John, you into that? Let's Let do, do it. it. Here we go, folks. We're on the tweeters. That's right. One of us, at least one of us, will write uh, live tweet every episode. It's usually John because he's smarter. I can't read or spell, uh, but I do retweet if I can. Um, to do that, you can just look us up at uh, uh, at Madman Recap. We're right there. Just follow us, and uh, you'll be on board. And I'll tell you what, it's a heck of a lot of fun. I sure enjoy it, folks. If you're like me and you hate Twitter, uh, try us on the Facebooks. Madman Recap. We have a fan page. We put up all this listener art, all the things people uh, send us. You can, you can see it there. You can join in the conversation. You can talk about whatever you need to get off your chest. Moderated by John. He's uh, on there all the time making sure, uh, you know, people are being nice and, uh, and uh, always putting in a, a, a good uh, additions verbally. I don't know. I ran out of things to say. Let's say you hate Facebook like I do. And you're just saying, hey, can I just get this on the internet, Paul? Well, you certainly can. At, uh, nope. (laughs) MadMenRecap.com That's right, you can go there. You can listen to every single episode we've ever done, all 50,000 of them. Uh, I also post as much of the art as I can, and you can leave a comment. Chances are I won't get back to you, but you can talk with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? You can comment on each other's comments. It's a load of fun. Now, if you're like me, and you hate websites, you can always email us at staff at madmenrecap.com. Now you know that that gets to us because you just read all of our mailbag. Um, and we'll read it on the show. And it's real fun, I comment. And uh, John, will write you back because that's what he does. Um, we both read that. Well, no, nope, John reads them. I skim them. And uh, it certainly makes uh, for a heck of a good time. Now, if you're like me, folks, you hate email. Uh, and you're thinking to yourself, Paul, there's got to be some other way. There's got to be some other way. Well, you're right, there is. There is iTunes, and this is our absolute favorite. We love it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was stupid. Uh, you, so you go to iTunes, you, you go to Mad Men Recap, right? You click on us, and you leave a review, and it's going to be five stars, folks, because I think that's the only option. I'm not aware of the being able to put one star down. So you're going to put all five stars down, and so you're going to say how much you love us. Actually, our last one was,
1: was four stars.
0: Well, that was probably a mistake, John. I'm sorry for that person. <laughs> Was then able to hit that final star. Uh, either way, uh, we, love, we love that one the most. Uh, it helps the podcast. It keeps us up at the top. We're the best Mad Men recap out there. So uh, why listen to anybody else when you can listen to the best? John, you've done it again. Thank you. This has been an amazing show. This is, this is, I'm going to say it. This is my favorite. I actually really liked, the, liked this episode of Mad Men recap um, and of Mad Men. Um, I know uh, when, the, uh, when the live tweet was going on, Many of the listeners were quite taken off guard by the drug episode, but I'll tell you what, John, I wish they'd do a few more.
1: A few more drug episodes or a few more drugs? A few more drug episodes.
0: And at that, I'm going to say goodnight. Goodnight, great show. We'll do it next time. All right, bye-bye, buddy. Bye.